You've weathered the storm, I see. Oh, yes, sir, said Midge. It was a ripping storm, weren't it? Father smiled. Sit, boys, he said, waving us toward his berth. I took Midgley's hand to guide him to our place. He could hardly see at all, and never when he went from sunshine into shadows. But he pulled away and went straight to my father's berth, dodging the table and dodging the chair. He'd learned the cabin well in the dozen visits we'd made. When I'd climbed beside him on the bed, it seemed the height of luxury to sit on a mattress again. "'What would you like?' asked Father. "'Cheese? Bread and jam?' He always offered, and we always refused. I went straight to the point. "'Father, we have a plan,' I said. He stood with his hands behind his back. The sea tilted and slashed across his windows, and he leaned from side to side against the roll of the ship. The motions made my stomach churn. "'We want to escape,' I said. Father looked surprised. His mouth for a moment gaped open. Then a hearty laugh came out. "'Escape?' he asked. His hand motioned toward the huge sea. "'To where?' Midgley answered. "'To a place near Tetakari Island, sir.' "'Where the devil's that?' "'South and east of Borneo,' said Midge, "'but not as far as Java.' "'My father frowned. "'He crossed the cabin to his table, "'then reached up to the rafters. "'His charts were stowed there, rolled into tubes, "'and he talked as he sorted through them. "'I've never heard of such a place,' he said. "'Well, there's an island near it what looks like an elephant,' said Midge. "'The cliffs and the trees, they look like the elephant's head.' There's a sandy beach, and coconuts and breadfruit. It was in the book. Ask Tom, sir. Ask him if it ain't true. Father picked through his charts. Well, books are travellers' tales, you know. The writers fill them with nonsense. But this one was wrote by a reverend, sir, said Midge. My father smiled back at him. Like every sailor on the brig, he adored little Midge. My friend might have been the ship's cat for all the pats and treats that came his way. Let's have a look at your elephant island, he said. He pulled out a chart and unrolled it, placing little weights on the corners, then leaned down with his hands on the table edge. I stood beside him. I had never found my sea legs, and the ship tried to pitch me around like a skittle. It tossed me away from the table then pushed me against it. My head spinning, I stared at the chart. There were hundreds of islands drawn there, and most looked as small as peppercorns. At once, our plan seemed foolish. I couldn't count the hours we'd spent in the pages of Midgley's book, travelling from island to island with the Reverend writer. Midgley, especially, had escaped from our prison ship into the book. In a fashion, he had taken me with him, out of the hulk and in through the etchings and the printed words, into the islands of the South Seas. When he had been blinded, when that dreadful Benjamin Penny had punctured his eyes, Midge had relied on me to read him the tales and to tell him the pictures. I thought I could glance at any chart and pick out all the places we had read about. But now it seemed hopeless. How could we ever find our way among those hundreds of islands when I couldn't tell one from another.
Here's Borneo, said Father, reaching down to the chart. His fingers touched a large island, then slid across the paper. Here's Java. So if your book is right, and I don't believe for a moment that it is, your island would be somewhere here. His hand moved in a spiral over the scattering of islands. Well, as you can see, he leaned closer to the table. By George, he breathed. There it is. Tetakari. See, I knew it was true, cried Midgley. Tom and me, we can sail to there. If you let us off in a boat, we can sail from island to island. Father looked up. He didn't turn toward Midge on the berth, but stared straight at me. That's your plan? he asked. That's your scheme?